Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Well, today I want to teach you how to exercise the gift of prophecy because you have creative prophetic power within you. And it's the Father's heart to not only release you from fear, but also to release your voice. You're so powerful. God wants you to know it. The devil does not. The devil wants to, you know, perpetually just do all that he can to shut us up and to shut us down. Why does he want to do that? Because he understands that within every single one of us, there is a creative power which is demonstrated through the words that we speak. In Proverbs chapter 18, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue and they who love it will eat its fruit. And so you're so powerful. And before we dive into it today, I just want to welcome again everyone who's online. I do want to give a shout out to uh, Giselle and uh, Larry Hafer. God bless you so much. And I also want to give a shout out to all of those uh, who are listening on 98.5 FM, The Light, uh, our pastors in Africa and uh, Kisimbu City, Uganda, um, of course, Buzia County, and there are a couple of pastors watching right now also from India. Can we give them a mighty hand of love and encouragement? God bless you so much. You see, you have great power within you, and this is one of the reasons why the devil wants you to get into negative self-talk, destructive, negative self-talk, because he knows that there's power in words. As I've already quoted around Proverbs 18, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the, the enemy, the devil, wants you to focus on all of your failures, all of your mistakes, what's not working, what's not going on, instead of the great things that are going on. Because he knows that if he can get your eyes off of Jesus, if he can get your eyes off you giving thanks for all of the great things that are happening, then he's got you cornered. And so you have the potential to change the course of not only someone's day, but destiny through exercising the gift of prophecy. So let's dive in and uh, you can either follow uh, with your Bibles or you can follow on the screen. But we're going to begin with uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verses 1 to 5. I'm excited. Who's excited in the house? This is me excited. This is what, this is what me being like off my head looks like. Not really. For those of you who know me, you know I'm a lot more crazier than that. But uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 and 5, it says, number one, pursue love. That's the greatest. Young people at the back, hello, pursue love. And then it goes on to say, and desire spiritual gifts. But especially the Apostle Paul said that you may prophesy. So if you want to know where the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are, then you should take a note. Uh, because you'll find those in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 11. Okay? The nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are given to believers, which includes prophecy. But Paul says, pursue love and desire all the spiritual gifts, according to uh, 1 Corinthians 12, but especially that you may prophesy. He goes on to say in verse 2, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. 
So we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. I personally am baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. And if you would like to know more about that, you can come and see myself after service or Pastor Trina or one of your life group leaders or your ministry team leader, and that will help you to understand that all the more. And we'll pray with you and believe for that. So he said, uh, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But they who prophesy strengthens others and encourages others and comforts them. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, which is fine. But they who prophesy edify the church or the people of God. And Paul goes on to say, I wish that you all spoke with tongues, but even more than that, that you would prophesy, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets uh, that the church may receive edification. And so who are prophetic people and what do they do? Who are they and what do they do? Prophetic people are not only Jesus-following people, but they're the kind of people who, number one, pursue love, and then they strengthen, encourage, and comfort others. That's what the Apostle Paul said in verse 3. But they who prophesy strengthen, encourage, and comfort others. So if you want to live a prophetic lifestyle, then you need to, number one, love Jesus, pursue love, and be the kind of person who loves to strengthen, encourage, and comfort others. And so, you know, we, we all desire to be strengthened. If you're going through a tough time, if you're feeling weak in your faith, I know that we all desire to be strengthened in moments when we feel weak. We all desire to be encouraged when we feel down. We all desire to be comforted when we're in pain and when we're hurting. I'm sure that if I said, hey, raise up your hand if you love to be strengthened, encouraged, and comforted, everyone's hand would rise. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This sums up the law and the prophets, he said. So if you want to sum up the Old Testament, right? If you want to sum up the whole of the Old Testament, all the law, the Ten Commandments, and the prophets, Jesus said... Do unto others. It's the golden rule. Do unto others whatever you would like them to do to you. For this is the essence, the spirit of all that has been taught in the Old Testament. That sums it up in one sentence. So if you want to be a Christian, if you're someone who calls yourself a believer in Jesus, right? Then you just got to be the kind of person that thinks to yourself, well, you know, I love to be strengthened, encouraged. I love to be comforted. So because I love that, Jesus says that if that's what I love, I ought to do that to others. And so today I'm going to show you how to exercise the gift of prophecy with a, a demonstration afterwards. Um, I'm going to show you how to exercise the gift of prophecy where you'll hit the mark 100% of the time, all the time. Did I just say the same thing but twice? Yeah, I did. But this, this will cause you to hit the mark 100% of the time. It's like, wow, that's a big statement. Can you really guarantee that kind of reassurance? Well, according to Scripture, yes. Let's dive in a little bit more. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9, it says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Did you hear that? We prophesy in part. Anyone here like jigsaws? Okay. Has anyone here ever gotten discouraged 
when you unbox the jigsaw, you know, contents, and then you pick up one piece to a thousand, you know, piece jigsaw and being discouraged. So, oh, what's the, oh, there's no point doing this. There's no point doing it. I'm just going to throw it all in the bin. This is a waste of time. No one gets discouraged because everyone knows that it's one part at a time. That's the prophetic ministry. And, and the Bible says, for we know in part. When I prophesy, I only know in part. I just get a little bit, just a little bit. That's all you get. And we prophesy in part. The New Living Translation puts it like this. It says, now our knowledge is partial. It's incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only a part of the whole picture. But here's the beautiful thing, like a jigsaw piece. When you put one, one piece into position, you're then looking for the next. But you've got to be faithful with the piece that you have. You've got to be faithful with the piece that you have. And as you keep on piecing line upon line, brick upon brick, all of a sudden there's a beautiful picture. And so don't be put off because this is for everyone here. Al, it's for you. Steve, Catherine, it's for you. It's for you. This is for you. And I know that you're exploring, you know, just new levels of faith and Christianity and you're, you're growing. I can see the growth that's taking place in your life. You're like a plant, right? That's being well watered as you continue to allow your roots to go deep by the river's edge. And uh, I can see you growing. I can see the hunger and the, the, the curiosity in your eyes. So, so keep going. This is, this is for you. So don't be put off because uh, 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, For you can all prophesy one by one, so that all may learn and all be encouraged. In John's gospel, Jesus is quoted as saying, in John chapter 16, verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And of course, the Holy Spirit is here and is already guiding us into all truth. So this is a great promise as it shows us uh, that it's the Holy Spirit's job to, to train us up. So God guarantees to help us prophesy, but it's our job to submit to his guiding process. So it's our role. It's his job to guide us into all truth. He'll do that. But our role is to come into alignment and agreement with God's word. And that's what God is waiting for you and I to do. See, the, the, the gospel is already, it's already powerful. Uh, so, uh, you know, no one should ever pray, God, I thank you that your word will be powerful today. The Bible says the, you know, that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It's already powerful. All that God is looking for now is willing participants. Maybe you're thinking uh, that you can't prophesy. Well, that's not true. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 31 says, for you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may, may be instructed and encouraged. You see, we are, we are already a prophetic church. You know, if Gateway Life Church is your home, or if you're looking for a new church home, then you would need to understand that Gateway is a prophetic church. Okay, so basically what I'm talking about is already mobile. But my desire is to equip, encourage, and empower others to mobilize this conviction. And so how to prophesy accurately? How to prophesy accurately? All true prophecy begins with Revelation chapter 19b. And it says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Or to put it another way, all prophecy that sounds like Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. 
And so if a prophecy sounds like Jesus and lines up with God's word, it's prophecy. If it lines up with God's word, delivered with love, has the desire to strengthen, encourage, and comfort others, and you're personally someone who'd love to be on the receiving end of such a word, then you're good to go. You're good to go. So when you think about giving someone a prophetic word, texting them, things like that, you know, pause and think to yourself, ask yourself the question, would I love to be on the receiving end of this word? If somebody gave me this word at a time that I was not expecting it, would I be happy to receive? Would I be in some way either strengthened, encouraged or comforted? And if the answer is yes, you're good to go. You're good to go because the power is not in what we have to say. It's in God's word. So um, before we dive in a little deeper again, can anyone tell me what our theme for 2021 is? The table. Yeah, so many people like the table. Isn't that good? The table, a place of uh, community where we gather for community, conversation and a common cause. Some of the greatest historic events took place at a table. Jesus did so much of his ministry at a table, including the Last Supper. Can anyone tell me what our key passage is for 2021 around the table? Yes, Sistora. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runs over. And so what we're going to do, we're going to take a look at Psalm 23. This is Gateway Word of the Week. Psalm 23 is, uh, the whole of Psalm 23 consists of six verses. And what we're going to do, we're going to use this passage as like a template to allow the Holy Spirit to cause a particular word or a verse to be highlighted in you. Okay? All right? So let me ask this first of all. Who here would like to receive a word from the Lord? Just put your hand up. Okay. All right. Let me just... Uh, Ian Watson, I'm going to... Um, so Ian, you want, a, you want a word from the Lord? Okay. So Ian Watson, a brother in this house, a member of this family, your brother in Christ would like a word from the Lord, from this passage, okay, so that he can either be strengthened, encouraged, or comforted. So this is what we're going to do. This is very simple, guys, because the purpose for this activation now, because it's good to communicate information, but what's actually more important is the application, and then to give a demonstration of the word. This is what the Christian faith is all about. Um, if somebody were to ask me, Pastor Jay, what's... What's something that really frustrates you? Um, then I would have to say it is believers who hear the word only, but do not do what it says. That's my biggest frustration. People who have been in the faith for so many years, and there's little evidence of growth, little evidence of fruit. It's not natural not to grow in the things of God. It's not natural. Think about a child. You know, if you're a nursing mom and you've got a baby, do you think it would be normal for that baby to be the same size and doing, having the same behavior at the age of 21? We all know it would be abnormal. See, when I got saved, when I first got saved, it's like I was a spiritual baby. God did so much for me. So when I was hungry, this baby got pampered. <laughs> when I was thirsty, this baby got pan pampered. When I needed this or that, this baby got pampered. But then after a while, it was kind of like, you know, a little bit of time went on. And now I'm like, hang on a sec. God, where's my drink? Where's my food? Where's my... It's like, no, you've grown up a little bit more now. You've got to take some responsibility for yourself. 
Go to the fridge yourself. You know what the Word of God says. Put that into practice. The doer is blessed. I hope that's a moment for someone here right now, either on site or online. Perhaps the Holy Spirit is saying to someone, grow up. It's about time you grew up you, because you're in a, a new age in life with an old mindset. And Jesus is always wanting to do a new thing in you and I. And it's about time we submit to that process and that journey if you want to grow. So we're going to demonstrate this right now. And so we're going to read this. Now, if someone finds a word, so Ian wants a word, right? He wants a, a prophetic word. This is exercising the gift of prophecy. We've already learned today that Jesus, the testimony of Jesus, the testimony of God's word is the spirit of prophecy. So if someone here, anyone, anyone gets a highlighted word, something speaks to you for Ian, I want you to come and take the mic and deliver it, okay? This is what we're going to do. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11. It says, The word of the Lord came to me saying, What do you see, Jeremiah? Jeremiah was a prophet. Why don't you replace your Jeremiah's name with your name? What do you see? What do you see, Jojo? Amen. <laughs> what do you see, Marcus? What do you see, Brent? Jeremiah is a prophet. And the Lord is saying, What do you see? It all gets down to what you see and then what you do. So when it comes to this, what do you see? All right. Thank you, Lord, for a word for Ian. Give someone eyes to see and the courage to speak the word in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I want someone to come right now, and if something has been stirred in you, all you're going to do is say, Ian, I feel that the Lord has given me this word for you. And here comes Christy. God bless you, Christy. Give her a hand of encouragement. So I'll hold the mic for you. I knew straight away that it was for you because my heart just raced, and that's to know that this is from the Holy Spirit. And the first verse, the first bit, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That, that was just what came to me straight away. And... I um, grew up on a farm, and when there is sheep, there is always generally one leader. So one, if it's like it's so frustrating when you're trying to get him through a gate, and they all scatter, and it's just until you get one sheep that goes, then the rest will follow. And I really felt the Holy Spirit say that that is you. You are the one that needs to go first, and everyone else will follow. And and, and he, he just wants you to know that he is your shepherd. And sometimes there are times when you're not sure whether to go and you probably yourself don't feel like you're a leader. But the Holy Spirit wants you to know that you are a leader and there are sheep that want to follow you, but you need to take the first step. You need to go through the gate and remember that the Holy Spirit is with you. The sh his shepherd is with you. Yeah, he will always be with you. So don't be afraid. Just lead and the rest will follow. 
asking. Just wait there. Ian, come. So our sister just clearly demonstrated the gift of prophecy. Okay, come up here, Ian. Now I just want to ask you a few questions before we go into our next demonstration, which will be different. Do you need a hand? So I have a question for you. Did you either feel strengthened, encouraged, comforted, or all three? Like, what did you feel? I felt free. I felt free because I'd been just saying, Lord, where, what, what is my role? Yes, so what's next? So, yes, praise God. It was for me. That word was for me. <laughs> and I know that that would also, because I know that would mean a lot when it comes to what you're believing for with your family. Yes. How good. Amen. So God has encouraged you today. I'm seeing changes in that too. Yeah, Praise God. You feel encouraged? I do. Wow. And why did you feel encouraged? In my spirit said it was truth. Thank you, Ian. Christy, thank you so much. Give them both a hand. <laughs> Encourage them. Oh, thank you. Wonderful. When it lines up with God's Word. See, you could be reading God's Word at any time. This is why you've got to have a good look at Gateway Word of the Week. It's posted Sunday afternoons. It's for you. Because one of the things that really burdened me as a, as a Christian, as a, as a follower of Jesus, it's like, Lord, we live in a generation where the people are biblically illiterate. They don't even know what the Word of God even says about even the simple things around relationships and finances, how, and how to live successfully. God, it's all in there, and we live in such an illiterate, biblical generation. God, it burdens me. What, what can I do? Help me to come up with something that I can put in the hands of others that will mobilize our mission, which is to equip with tools, encourage, build up their faith, empower them, that's why I came up with Gateway Word of the Week. I tell you what, you take that structure and you can superimpose that structure, that acronym on any verse of the Bible and God will speak to you and God will do miracles in and through you, providing you apply what the Word of God, what the Holy Spirit is causing you to observe and dedicate yourself to it. Have a look because I explained everything in that acronym. And so, you know, Ian was just so blessed and encouraged. I want to now say on Wednesday night, I did the same thing. And I just want to say too that Christy has been in the faith for a number of years, a number of years. And, you know, what you just saw really is a testament to the, to, to, to the way that she has applied the Word of God in her life. But see, as you could see, like the way that she, she dropped the Word, right? And then she gave an interpretation like there was now like a, uh, like a picture, a story. I just want you to know it doesn't have to be like that all the time, okay, which I'm going to demonstrate right now. And I've spoken to this guy uh, before the service and said, hey, I know that I'm going to freak you out by getting you on the platform, but will you do it? He goes, oh, I'm not sure about that. And I said, you know, but I know that you want to grow. I know that you want to step out of your comfort zone. I know that you want to be a blessing to others because you've told me. So because of that, will you do it? And he said, yes. So I want to invite Nathan to come up onto the platform. <laughs> Hello, Nathan. Now, I know, that, I know that you're a little bit nervous about this, yeah? A uh, little bit, yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. Good, good, good. So, <laughs> not good that you're nervous. Although maybe... Actually, it's probably not bad that you're nervous. 
because that's okay. So when I was doing the same thing on Wednesday night, I asked for someone who had a word. I asked, who wants a, a word from the Lord on Wednesday night? And Liz put up her hand. So we began to prophesy. And when I caught up with Nathan during the week, he said, oh, I really had a word for Liz. Yeah, I, I had a word for her, but the, the fear and the fear stopped me from doing it. I really wanted, wanted to do it, but just the fear stopped me. Thank you so much for being so honest because we can all identify with that because it's not about the fear it's about it's about confronting the fear and doing it anyway because you've heard me say over the years you know get curious about your fear and find out what's on the other side okay so what we're going to do here's a beautiful thing so you had that word on wednesday night the lord spoke to you about liz yes based on this passage of scripture yeah Okay, so I'm going to prove now that even though you had that word on Wednesday night and didn't deliver it because of fear, I want to prove now that the word has power. Even though you didn't deliver it Wednesday night and you're delivering it a few days later, right, I want to prove to you that the word still has power. So even if, even if we don't deliver a word when we think that we should have, don't give up on that word because that word is still alive. When you thought about Liz, God moved your heart. And so all you're going to do is now read out the passage that the Lord laid upon your heart for Liz. Are you ready for the word, Liz? Okay, so why don't you just read that out? Uh, so it's, uh, Yea, uh, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And that was the word you had for Liz? Uh, basically, I see Liz with a rod and staff, uh, with many people uh, behind you, uh, leading them to the Lord. Yeah. Wow. I think that's awesome. Would you mind coming out, Liz? So you weren't expecting that? Didn't know about that, did you? Come up here, let everyone hear what you've got to say, little evangelist. I, I was actually just um, looking at the... I can, was just looking at the valley of the shadow of death over and over while we were sitting here and, and I wasn't exactly sure what God was saying sort of about sitting at your table also and, and the enemies around and, and um, yeah, that God is with me. Yeah, and yeah, leading people to the Lord. I know that that's been in my heart for a long time. Yeah, and God has been telling me lately that my time is coming, I think. Yeah, that time, yeah. God is preparing you. Yeah, he's preparing you. So you were sitting there and all you could do was just look at verse 4. That's, you were fixed on verse 4. She was fixed on verse 4. And then you had verse 4. Does that encourage you? Well, it's definitely the Holy Spirit. So um, I feel greatly encouraged because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You look a lot more relaxed now. You're smiling and things like that. You know... I want to be honest, like for me, you were like one of the best examples I could have gotten up here today because I know that you are a bit shy at times, okay? Not when you get to know you though, but in front of people you can be a bit shy, right? And this is a part of your breakthrough. You've got to confront the fear. Can you see why the spirit of fear came against you? Wanted to shut you up and down so that you wouldn't encourage the people of God. You got the gift of prophecy, Nathan. Go and prophesy. Praise God. Let's give them both a hand. Amen. Okay, thank you, Nathan. Oh, Peter, you're standing there. You must have something to say. You want, you want to share something? Well, be, before Christy came up, I was, I, my heart was racing 
like Christy just said, and um, so um, anyway, I sat with the Lord for a while, and <clears throat> Christy said what she said, and then um, then you did that with Nathan, and um, the Lord was um, the Holy Spirit was working with me, telling me to come up here and say that um. I don't know if people know much about the rod and the staff, but um, apparently when the rod and the staff that um, Moses had, Abraham had, they were um, handed down from their fathers, uh, handed down every generation. And the the rod and the staff, they actually wrote on the rod and the staff miracles that had happened in their family tree from one generation to another. So I actually received the word for Ian, actually, that the, that rod and that staff will comfort you and um, because every little miracle that has happened in your life is on that rod and staff. So, so when you feel discouraged, you hold that rod and that staff you look back at all those memories, all those little miracles in your life, and you hold on to that and say, the Lord is with me, and his, all those miracles, that's where he is. He's with me. I will we'll receive the next one. Thank you so much, man. It's a good word. I'm sure that Ian feels strengthened and encouraged and comforted. So this is the blessing of the gift of uh, prophecy, okay? And all you got to do, just got to keep it natural. You know, I grew up in a church. Uh, I grew up in a church where it's like, you know, the more, <laughs> like when it came to the prophetic, I grew up in a church where it was like, you know, the more condemning, the more judgmental, uh, the more damning uh, the, the, <laughs> the prophecy was, the more they thought it was God. And it just couldn't be further from the truth. Being delivered by people who use that whole prophetic thing as a mask to, you know, cover up their own great insecurities and brokenness and pain as they projected, you know, the same kinds of things onto others. And it was the weirdest thing, you know. So there is the also the office of the prophet, which is a whole nother level, okay? Um, of gifting, but we're not talking about that today. We're talking about the gift of prophecy, okay? So whenever you're, you know, I was talking about Gateway Word of the Week earlier. So whenever you're reading Gateway Word of the Week, whenever you're reading the Bible, what's going to happen if you're open? What's going to happen if you're open? Uh, Because God loves you and God loves all of those around you, be it Christian, non-Christian, when you're reading God's Word, God's going to give you a name. He's going to give you a face. And it's going to be like that. It's going to be so quick. It's going to be so quick that your mind is going to want to talk you out of taking the next step and delivering that Word. But remember, God only reveals in part. doesn't give you the complete picture. He wants to test your, um, yours and my uh, obedience to see if we're willing enough to take that little part and deliver it. Because if we can't be faithful in the small, God won't give us more. If you're not faithful in the small, God won't give us more. And I believe that we all want more. We should all want more. Why should we want more? Not for ourselves. I want more so I can do more. 
Okay, this is, yeah, this is why we do what we do. God wants you to know he's going to test your heart. He's going to test your heart with the little, Jill. He's going to test your heart with the little, Rebecca. I just want to encourage you to take that little part and treat it as precious, divine, knowing that it has the power to transform someone's day or their destiny. I believe that the words that came from Christy and uh, Peter for Ian, Ian will never forget it. He'll never forget it. I believe the word that Nathan gave Liz, she'll never forget it. And everyone should be inspired by what Nathan did today. Everyone should be inspired. Because <laughs> I thought to myself, you know, who can I get who would not enjoy being up here? Who would find it extremely uncomfortable being up here? And then after I spoke to Nathan, I thought, oh, Nathan, it'll be perfect. <laughs> perfect. But you did it, buddy. You did it. And I know that you're blessed. I know you're feeling really good right now. And the reason why you're feeling good is because you came into alignment with heaven on earth. And it's like when you get a taste of that, you just want to do more. Because you do, nothing else will satisfy you on the earth than being walking in agreement with God. You could, you could be like King Solomon, have all the women in the world, have all the money in the world, have been the inventor of all the greatest things in the world, have, you know, garages, dozens of garages full of cars, houses all around the world. None of that will satisfy you. That high won't satisfy you like walking with the Most High. I'm telling you, it's the best. It's the best. So that's, that's my message today. And uh, I pray that uh, it will encourage you to go and prophesy and uh, start exercising it this afternoon. Even if you get a word for someone, you know, after this service, all you've got to say is like, hey, um, it, you might prophesy by saying, like I prophesied over Ali this morning after rehearsals. Um, it happened in prayer and I just prayed because what Ali, the way that she rehearsed, it just touched my heart. It so touched my heart, I came out of the pastoral lounge to see whose voice is that? Where is Ali? Yeah, there you are. <laughs> I came out of the pastoral lounge. I'm thinking, whose voice is that? I don't recognize that voice. I didn't recognize that voice because I reckon there's a new voice within the voice. Okay? Yeah. So this is prophecy. This is strengthening. This is encouraging. I just prophesied that strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. Okay? Or you might just say to someone, um, you might just say to someone, hey, Jacob, uh, I don't know if you know this about yourself, but whenever you're around, whenever, you're, whenever I see you around, I just feel like there's, you, you, you stabilize and strengthen uh, the environment, right? That's just what I, when I see you, there's something about your eyes, there's something about your countenance that just reflects heaven on earth, okay? And when you're around, it's just, you just have a way of bringing peace and stability and strength, so I just prophesy. Does that encourage you? Yeah. Do you feel like in some way strengthened or comforted? Yeah. Okay. So that's, I just prophesy. Or you might say to someone, you know, uh, say you could begin also. Alyssa, hello. See, I'm prophesying right now. Just give her a great big hand anyway. Give her a big hand. That's prophesying. Yeah. Yeah. And so Alyssa, I just feel, say you can also begin. I rarely say, I rarely say, the Lord has said. Okay, I rarely say that when it comes to the bigger things, because that's a big statement and it better come to pass if you say that. So I say, I feel the Holy Spirit saying to you, 
that he has never left you nor forsaken you once in every season. And no matter what season you're in, every season has come to pass and greater things are yet to come. He's got you in the palm of his hand and I see the Lord not just healing you on the inside, not just healing you physically, because I know that you've been through a major operation. I don't see the Lord just healing you physically. I see the Lord doing a deeper work of healing in your heart that is going to just radiate to all of those around you. You're going to be the kind of person, you already are, but I see that in the days ahead, you're going to be the kind of person that people are just going to be drawn to you they're not even going to know why. They're just going to not only see the fruit of the Lord in your life, but they're going to smell the fruit. And, you know, the Bible says that, you know, we are an aroma of life. We went to the farmer's market yesterday, first time. It was pretty cool. And the fruit section, it smelt so good. It just like drew us this fruit, you know, all these different kinds of fruit. And there's a beautiful aroma about that. That's you, Alyssa. Why don't we stand and we're going to close today. Father, um, I really do pray that like the Apostle Paul said, uh, that we would all desire to prophesy. May we all pursue love because that's biblical. That's what being a Christian is all about. But then may we pursue and desire the spiritual gifts, especially that we might prophesy. For the one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages others, others and comforts others in the name of Jesus and I just commission right now every brother and sister in this building as one who has the gift of prophecy and I commission you now to go and to prophesy 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 send that text message don't hold on to that scripture don't hold on to that word of encouragement don't hold on to that blessing. Take what's in your hand and release it into your family, into your neighborhood, into your workplace, into your community, and into your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I never like to close the service without giving someone the opportunity to respond to Jesus when it comes to asking God to forgive us of all our sins. Okay, it's a great thing to do. And so if you just feel that you're distant from God for whatever reason and just want to come back to him all again with a, a whole heart. You know, one of the songs that we sang today was, uh, it was the last song. What was the name? What was it called, Mug? Nothing else. Nothing else. And one of, the, one of the lines goes like this where it says, God, I'm sorry. For what? <laughs> sorry, for going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. It says, I'm sorry for just going through the motions. Is there someone here who needs to say sorry to God just for going through the motions? Please, uh, I invite you to pray this prayer after me. Dear Father in heaven, I humbly ask that you forgive me of all my sins. And Lord, I'm sorry for just going through the motions. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.